Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How the fuck's everybody doing? Um, hopefully good. Fuck. Um, I want to apologize for last week, uh, all the issues I had. Um, I didn't really know where to start. So, my our furnace has been like a whole issue um, since last winter. I think most of you guys know that it went out at the end of winter last year. It was getting kind of warm, so we're like, fuck it, we'll just use the space heaters and, you know, fix it later, because furnaces aren't cheap to fix, obviously, and so we just kind of, like, suffered through all that part and got through. Well, now it's starting to get cold, so we got it fixed, and things were looking great. It was literally something simple. He just had to go in and do some work with fan motor, but we also knew it was going to not last and be going out soon, so no big deal. Everything was fine, and, uh, as it got colder, the fan motor seized up. So I was like, well, fuck. Well, the guy who does all of our furnace work was behind and he had just so much shit going on. And then he hurt his back. So it got really fucking cold here Sunday night, which is Sunday's normally the days that I record because um, it's like my only day off, which I ended up having to work last week anyway. So um, I didn't even get that day off. But. Uh, when I got home and to even record, it was so fucking freezing in the house. Like, my witch room pod lab was too fucking cold, like, in any way, shape, or form to even consider going in and recording in. But even in the family room, we still had to, like, bundle up, and it was a whole situation. So, um, I just wasn't able to do it that night. He came on Monday, fixed it. Things were great. I had every intention of getting everything recorded, started it, and I was having all kinds of issues, and nothing worked. So, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna skip this week because it's just gonna be rushed through and sound like shit anyway and be nothing. So, yeah, that's what happened. But, yeah, I mean, it's just literally been so much shit, one thing after the other, with this damn furnace. And I'm so glad that he finally got it fixed. So, he just replaced the motor, so I don't have to worry about it going out uh, the rest of the year for that part anyway. So, fingers crossed, we're good. And it really wasn't that expensive as I thought it was. So,. I was actually pretty pumped for that part, but, you know, life's been a little crazy, work's been insane as normal, um, everything's just been weird lately, I don't know how to even describe it, like, I'm trying to get myself in the mood for the holidays, and it's just not happening, and I think it has a lot to do with so many members of our family not being here anymore, it's just really hard to capture that magic anymore. Thankfully, the kids aren't little because, you know, you are the magic when they're little. You're the ones who make the holidays what they are, and I don't think I have it in me to do that right now, so I'm just kind of glad they're adults, but yesterday was, um, Saturday, was my family's Thanksgiving. Uh, for the first time ever in my entire life, they were we were going to have it on a different day than Thanksgiving which is so fucking weird and just throws more into the whole traditional shit just going out the door. But whatever, um, I had originally planned to take the whole day off work, but that didn't work out, so my I make, made my pies and everything I need to make the, the night before. So when I came from work, I could literally just change clothes, freshen up my makeup, and go to the dinner. And then one of my employees decided to call in. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And nobody else could cover. So I ended up working on a double yesterday and did not get to, get to go to the family dinner. Which, listen, here's the thing. 
I'm about tradition as far as, you know, the, the big things of it. Like, we could change little things, that's fine. But, like, the things that are family, like, you know, moving on a different day, that bothered me a little bit, but whatever. But my family, y'all, let me tell you, these motherfuckers decided we weren't going to have turkey for, for dinner for Thanksgiving. We were going to have baked fucking spaghetti. Yeah, I just heard you guys all audibly gasp and gag at the same time. Who in the fuck makes baked spaghetti for Thanksgiving dinner? Like, that just... Ugh, I don't know. So I'm kind of okay with the fact that I missed that part. But we are um, doing a small Thanksgiving at my mom's on Thanksgiving night. So that part I'm okay with. Um, we still get the tradition there. I'm making the turkey and, and pecan pie and some other things. So it'll still be... The small parts of tradition, or the big parts of tradition will still kind of be there, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's how things have been going, and then, so I spent my day off today making Buckeyes, I made 14 dozen Buckeyes for my team, my family, my people, uh, traps work people, just kind of a way to say thank you for the people who actually do give a fuck and, um, you know, help out and, and do what they can, and, yeah, and the people who care about, so, that has been my day, I am absolutely exhausted, and can't wait to have another day off, which, uh, oddly enough, um, I get two days off this week, I'm taking Wednesday off, because I have a doctor's appointment, and that's the day that I get to cook every fucking thing, so, again, not a real day off, but, yeah, so, um, has anybody gone Black Friday shopping, just, obviously, I know you can't answer me back, but, uh, we used to go literally every year, like, we would, you know, leave at, like, three in the morning, and get in line, be the first one in places that, you know, are really important, or not really the first one, but up in the, you know, up towards the front, different things, and then it just kept getting earlier and earlier that we had to leave, and it was, like, midnight when we were leaving, and one fucking year, it was 9 p.m. when we left, I'm like, what in the fuck is this shit? Like, this isn't even Black Friday shopping, it's, like, ruin your Thanksgiving dinner shopping, I don't know, it just kind of became too much stress and bullshit, because, like, the one of the last years that I went, I got ran over by an old lady with a fucking cane slash walker slash whatever, she knocked me down, and then literally stepped on my hand with the fucking cane, leg of the cane, or the walker, whatever it was, and did not give a fuck, just kind of looked at me like, uh, why fuck you in my way, bitch, so, yeah, that was, um, that was the year that I decided I do not want to do this bullshit anymore, so, um, I think I maybe went one more year after that, but it, it wasn't very much, it was just, it got to be too much, and I don't like shopping in person as much as I do online, for the simple fact that I just get so much anxiety around people in general, and people in my hometown is way different, I mean, yes, that's a whole different kind of anxiety, but shopping in a bigger city with people, because I live in a, a tiny town, like, we have a dollar general, a family dollar, and a grocery store, and that's literally all the shopping you can do here, oh, we have a tractor supply now, which, whatever, but, like, to get, even get to the close Walmart, or Target, or mall, you're driving, uh, 30 miles away, which, okay, it just sucks, because <laughs> there's nothing in between there, really, so it's not like living in a big city and going, you know, over to the next big area of shopping that's, you know, like a 30-minute drive because of traffic. This is literally, like, country roads, 30 miles, like, oh my god, blah, kind of stuff, so, 
it is not fun and there's just too many people and the town is getting really bad Lafayette's getting really really bad and it kind of scares me because it used to be pretty safe up there so now I'm just like I don't want to go unless I absolutely have to so but yeah that is um that is how my shit of a week has been going and how it's going to continue so um, today's episode is going to be a little different. It's going to be more of a mashup of some different things that I've been wanting to talk about, some things I wanted to address that uh, we definitely need to be mindful of, especially going into the winter season with, you know, seasonal sadness and uh, all the different shit that's been going on in the world. It's going to make it uh, kind of rough coming up for the winter. Um, I know, I know that a lot of people do suffer with actual, um, seasonal depression, per se. Just the cold and the gloominess. I like the gloomy, I'm not gonna lie, I do like the gloomy, but sometimes that many gloomy days in a row and that much cold in a row is just fucking enough. I don't know how people in Canada and Alaska do it where it's fucking freezing, like, all the time. I, I couldn't do it, um. Would be horrible. I know other countries have like much colder winters or regular days than we do, but in the Midwest it gets pretty fucking cold and the wind blowing just like cuts through your entire fucking body and it's, it's pretty rough sometimes. So it does get you a tad bit depressed and I'm just not prepared for it. So I'm trying to get myself prepared and ready and it made me think of all the things that I wanted to share with you guys of things that I literally deal with every year, uh, throughout the winter and fall, and, um, I, I, things that I have been able to kind of conquer myself, but I know that a lot of other witches kind of deal with it too, so I just figured some great topics for us to discuss, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. talk about intentions okay so the problem we run into a lot is when we're setting our intentions we're not fully clear on what they are or what we want them to be what we really truly are getting at we kind of just not really half-ass it but in a way kind of half-ass it um I know that I have a very bad habit of being very vague with my intentions I want to be a better person okay how in what ways like better as in like a better person at talking to people a better person and doing charity work like what ways and I think this is another reason why people are not getting the full um like uh, yeah the results that they're wanting because we're just not being as clear in what we're wanting to do or how we're going to go so we have changes in our life but they're not the changes for what we're wanting and then we're thinking okay well our intentions aren't working doing this is not working we got to be clear things are happening and it just may not be in the exact way that you wanted because your intentions weren't very clear I know I'm fucking guilty of it and heartbeat mostly because I don't take the time when you're setting intentions it's something you should be very mindful of 
taking the time to really lay out what it is that you are wanting or wanting to do or what you, what outcome that you want to see from it. Because if you're just vague and say, I want to be a better person, you could be thinking charitably being better or doing things for others where instead what happens is you are a better person at crocheting or something random like that. I know it sounds funny and kind of dumb, but it's true. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've felt it. I've had it happen. I've gotten pissed off at myself and lost complete faith in myself. And then I realized I wasn't clear on what I was wanting or what I was doing. So that tends to be a lot of the reason why we're not seeing the outcome that we really want because we're just not taking the time to be clear. So what I suggest and what I have learned to do because I am always on short time is I will take little moments throughout my day when I'm at work. Let me, let me back up. Whoa, breaks. Okay. <laughs> when I'm at work, I have a lot of time to think mostly because I'm constantly on the floor doing things instead of interacting with people. I'm stalking and I'm doing other random things and my mind wanders and it wanders a lot. So what I have gotten into the habit of doing is I will put a little note in my phone or record a quick voice clip or write something on a little uh, notepad I keep in my apron pocket. And then when I do have time to actually want to sit down and, and get this together, I take all of those little notes or those clips or those reminders or whatever, and I kind of put them all together as if it's like a brainstorm bubble, which this works for me and it may not be, you know, the best for you, but we all are different. So from that point, I take everything and kind of formulate what it is I want so that I can come to a more clear, concise vision of what my intentions are, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to make happen, what I'm trying to be, etc. So being clear is huge and you have to take time with it. Unless it's something that you know, you are bound to determine, it popped in your head and you know exactly what you want. Fucking great. I love it. That's awesome. I've had that happen a couple times. Not a lot because I'm so fucking scatterbrained. If I don't take my ADHD meds, I am just, whoo, more, it's, it's pointless. So I have to take the time to formulate what I want clearly. It's kind of like when you're doing a spell and one of the steps in the spell is to write down on paper or parchment paper or whatever what you want, what the outcome is. And for the most part, you should be pretty specific unless it's something in general that you're just wanting to have change. But being clear and specific and really getting to the point and knowing what you want is a big part of making it actually work better. With intentions also comes different parts of your subconscious. So you may have an, set an intention for something to happen and something kind of different happens. Somewhere along the way you've taken a left turn off base from where you were trying to go with it. But you're very happy about the outcome still. Even though it's not what you had originally planned, you're pretty excited or happy about it. This is our subconscious literally coming out and, and making us take that left turn instead to get to the destination in a different way, but still being happy about the outcome. So I have learned over the years that my subconscious is a crazy bitch. There are so many things that I try to set my sights on and 
tell myself, this is what it's going to be and this is how it's going to happen. It's something completely different. Just throws a wrench in it and I end up somewhere on a different path, but I'm very happy about it. And, you know, I still can't figure out how to control that. I wish I wish I could give you some advice, but if your subconscious takes over, the best thing I could tell you to do, what, what I have, the only thing I figured out to do is look into some shadow work because there's something going on that is making you take these turns, these actions to get you where you're at that you're still happy about or sometimes we're not happy about but we don't realize it too. I, that's a whole other ball game, but it's time to do a little shadow work and dig deep, go into the past, see see what's happening down in there. See see what's going on in your subconscious, in, in your dark side of your brain, because there's something happening that, that's leading you to do these things that get you where you got. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's some shit that we really need to work on, but we don't know how. And shadow work is a great fucking way to kind of deal with shit, basically. Um, if you're not familiar with shadow work, one of my episodes from season two we kind of go into a lot of details on shadow work and it's it's honestly it's helped me so much to really get through a lot of things that have happened um I have had some stuff in my life happen to me that I have chose to forget um little things will trigger it from time to time and I finally just had to deal with it and I still um I'm coping with a few things of trying to figure out how exactly I should be dealing with it, but we're getting there. It's, um, it's a journey and it's going to, this, these events will be a a multi-year journey, honestly. Um, very, very dark place, places, the same type of place, just two different incidents, but it's going to take a lot of time to work through that and even saying it out loud is hard to do so it's really hard to talk about and I'm still just kind of working through that but shadow work has literally been so remarkably amazing to help me deal with it process it and move on and try to um basically heal things that I didn't even know were hurting if that makes sense so Another thing with our intentions that we need to consider, are they good or are they bad? And I know you're probably thinking I would never set bad intentions, but you might. And this goes kind of goes back to the whole subconscious um, kind of sabotaging things. It's almost like we don't want things to happen sometimes because we don't feel like we deserve them. Um, as as witches, we get a lot of heat um, from people, and it took me many years to undo a lot of the things that I learned in the church and to really accept the fact that it's okay to be me and I don't have to hide anymore. I don't have to be who society wants me to be. I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not. And doing so, it made me realize a lot of the choices I made along the way and things that I did were subconsciously taking me backwards instead of forwards because it it was like I subconsciously felt like I didn't deserve these good things. So definitely one side of the good and bad is 
getting through some things for yourself and realizing that you are an amazing person and you do deserve the good shit. So try to work on that. Um, great advice that I give out that I have a hard time, you know, falling through with myself because I always still go back to, man, you know, I could have done this better. I could have been a better person here or that. That's probably why karma's doing this or that or whatever, you know. And the other side of the good and bad is, is it good for not only you, but others? Is it going to harm anyone? Is it going to affect anyone? Are your intentions going to negatively or harmfully impact another person's life? And sometimes we don't think about that, but we we don't see that side of it. Where I will explain, um, and I know I mentioned this in a few other episodes, when I set out the intentions to um, get the position I'm in now, I... So I was and wasn't, I, I guess it's, this is a whole bunch of, mine comes with a lot of baggage, so let's, uh, <laughs> let me just give the example, I know it makes me sound like an asshole, but when I set out the intention to um, get my promotion, I did spells, I did a spell bag so that I had um, a good luck protection pouch bag, I had, um, talisman I had literally all everything every aspect of witchcraft that could be done to make sure that I got this promotion and I knew full well that me getting this promotion would mean that the person who had that job would no longer have a job with this company and normally that is not something I would go down doing I would not uh want to take something away from somebody and a family person and somebody that's a good human being and, and doesn't deserve to have, you know, lose his job and have everything go to hell for him. But in this particular instance, it wasn't bad because, yes, the person lost their job. I mean, I ended up, it worked. I got the promotion. I got the job. They lost their job. But this person had been sexually harassing women in that store for years, at least seven years. He had made comments and motions and so many things to not just his subordinates, but to customers who were coming in. Um, He wanted him and I to work alone in the store from 10 p.m. until 6 a.m. getting the store ready for inventory. And that's where I drew a line and I said, I can't do this anymore. I cannot put myself in that spot as someone who has been um, sexually assaulted twice, two different incidences by three different people. I absolutely refuse to put myself in an uncomfortable position where something like that could happen again if I can control it. And sometimes, you know, as a woman and men, I'm sure you guys are aware, we cannot always control other people. However, if I can avoid putting myself in that environment where it would be easy for them to do so, I am 100% going to do it. Uh, I, I just couldn't take it anymore with him. It was too awkward and uncomfortable, and I just didn't even want to be around him. I, I didn't want to work there anymore if he was going to continue. So I made the decision to move forward with my intentions, my spells, my everything that I was doing, and I got the job, and he lost his there. He ended up finding another job, so it's fine, but that was a a bad that I was willing to to do because and to me 
it wasn't just about me getting something good. It was about the hundreds of women who have been affected and abused by him in his powerful position. We're getting kind of like a payback too. So the greater good one, in my opinion. But say that you are putting in, or you're putting in, you're doing an intention for, you want, you know, a, uh, a, you want, you know, to win this contest, or I don't know, I, I don't want to go to the contest. Well, say that similar situation, you want, you want somebody's job, but they are a good person and literally just going forward with, I intend to get this person fired. Does that person deserve to be fired? In my case, yes. In some cases, no. Again, it's a case-by-case. You just kind of got away the good and the bad. It's kind of like, you know, um, setting an intention of, uh, you know, I want this person to be out of my life forever. I don't want them to work here. That would be, you know, a bad intention of wanting to get somebody fired who maybe you don't get along with for small reasons, but isn't enough of a reason for them to lose their house, their, you know, their car, their job, their, their whole family, you know, go to shit just because you don't get along with them. It has to be for a decent reason if you're going to do it for bad, for something that badly affects someone else. And I know that some people may not agree with my reasoning, but I, um, I don't have any remorse about that because it's, literally made people feel more comfortable to come back into the store and the women that did work there were so relieved that they didn't have to put up with the comments and the uh touching anymore so I'm I stand by my decision on that one but there are things that I've done or wanted to have happen or intention I I have set and I've had to 100% stop because it would bring bad effects to somebody who did not deserve it. So it's kind of like case by case situation, but just make sure that when you are setting your intentions, you're clear, you're concise, you've taken time to formulate exactly what you want to have happen. You have a, a very clear path and that you're not going to bring harm to others who don't deserve it. Make sure that you believe in yourself, you have faith in yourself, because that is the other part of intentions that seem to fall apart a lot, is that we don't have faith in ourselves. And I've talked about this in so many episodes with you guys. I can go on and on and on, and I literally have done the same thing to myself, just not had the faith or believed in myself that I should have, and we just go right back down the barrel. So please be very, very open-minded about how amazing and strong and powerful you really are. I know that I could tell you that all day long and some of you will still struggle with it because we are very humble beings and we just struggle with that. But know that you are amazing and you are powerful even beyond your belief. Next, I want to talk about manifesting and that's that's a lot of the same things go along with the intentions. When we're manifesting, being clear, concise, making sure that we have a not necessarily very broad or general um, aim that we have a more detailed kind of specific aim of what we're trying to do because otherwise you're going to manifest something and then not realize that you did it and think that you're not powerful or that it didn't work because you weren't very clear and concise. Concise. I don't know why I added a T in there, but I did. (laughs) 
but our manifesting can just kind of get out of hand after a while if we are not careful of our wording of our uh, intentions that go along right along with manifesting and it's kind of crazy because okay so I'm not dogging on the church in any way shape or form but people in Christianity oftentimes as seen on YouTube and TikTok by these evangelical preachers get on there and talk horrible about witches and witchcraft and how we're manifesting this and we have intentions of this and blah 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 and we're doing spells okay so isn't praying the same thing as manifesting like it really is I mean we're or you know saying the prayers repeating out of the book in this case, the book would be the Bible. Ours would be our book of shadow. We are saying incantations from spells trying to manifest something to happen. Whereas Christianity, they are reading Bible verses and praying to God to make something happen. They're the same fucking thing. Only one is more organized with a lot more fucking rules with a threat of going to a bad place if you don't do everything that the rules say and also um, a lot of judgmental bullshit so there's that yes I am judgmental of certain Christians not all of them I know that we have Christian listeners right now and I love you and I think you're awesome I have a problem with the preachers who get on TV and on YouTube or online, you know, wherever, TikTok, Facebook, wherever, and preach hate and basically state that anyone who is not like them should be dead. Um, This one preacher literally the other day said that uh, gay and trans people should be lined up and shot in the back of the head. And I never wanted to harm someone so bad in my entire life as I did that man but I held back I didn't hex him like I really fucking want to do and I keep telling myself no no he will get his he will get his but yeah so that is just that's my whole take on manifesting being very similar to praying but whatever so back to manifesting witchcraft (laughs) it really though it, it is a lot like setting your intentions and getting very clear results when you are clear in what you're trying to to do. Again, one of the biggest fucking parts of this, one of the biggest strengths or downfalls is how well you believe in yourself and you believe in your own magic and you follow through with it. We can't expect things to happen immediately. Um, that's kind of the, the next uh, topic here is expectations. We have a tendency to want instant gratification in this world. And we get kind of pissy if it doesn't happen. And it's not because we're horrible people. It's just because that's what we have been basically conditioned to believe that things, you know, everything should be instantly. And honestly, working hard for stuff has just become so saddening just because of how bad the world is and the economy and you know some people to even afford like a pound of ground beef right now have to work like two hours because there was some ground beef at the store so I guess more a pound but like the family pack was um 
the other day it was like 17 something for a decent sized family pack of hamburger given the fact that the minimum wage and like well the federal minimum wage is $7.25 here in America so that means that someone would have to work two and a half hours to be able to afford that pack of hamburger and if we put our life into hours as far as how long we'd have to work to afford something or buy something it gets a bit depressing so we tend to tie hard work into depression sometimes and instant gratification just makes us happier but unfortunately in the world of witchcraft it is not always like that there are some things that can be that way spiritually awakening um divination lots of different things you know working with the deity connecting to energies and and speaking to uh spirits and things like that that can give you instant gratification but if you're manifesting something and you're setting your intentions you cannot expect it to happen instantly it's not going to just pop up you're not going to close your eyes and say an incantation and wiggle your nose and a fucking million dollars is going to just show up that's not how it works i wish it did but it unfortunately does not So we have to set expectations for our manifestations, our intentions on realistic goals. We have to be realistic with it. We cannot honestly believe that, you know, we're going to become a better human or better at this sport or whatever it is. We cannot have the mindset that it's going to happen instantly or overnight or we're going to wake up in two days and everything's going to be fixed and blah 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 blah. our our love is going to come back to us and you know as soon as we wake up in the morning because we did this love spell before bed and that just is not realistic it doesn't work it's not going to happen it's just not the way the world works honestly so really keep in mind when you're setting your intentions when you're working on your manifestations reality and setting realistic expectations for what you want to have happen or do or whatever the outcome that you're manifesting is be realistic with it do not expect it to be instant unfortunately i really wish instant gratification was for everything it all worked that way but it just doesn't so I have a big problem with patience. Um, I know I am not the only one because I know some of y'all have no fucking patience like me. I've seen some of your posts. I've seen some of your comments, so I get it. Um, I have patience in my witchcraft, which is super weird because I have no patience in everyday life. Like, none. I do not like to wait on things. I do not. That's the only reason, like, I literally, the only downfall for online shopping is I don't get to have it right then. Like, when I want it, I stop right then. But I have gotten better with that. But when I want something, I, I want it done, and I, I want it now. And that's why um, I never go and get my hair cut at a salon. I have not had um, been in a salon and actually got a service in a salon since twenty February of 2016. And before that, it was, fuck, um, like maybe 2008, maybe. The only reason I even went in 2016 is because we were living in Arizona, Travis's sister, had insisted I go to the salon to get my hair cut when I said I was going to cut my hair. And she insisted that I go there and she uh, wanted to pay for it. And I was like, fine. And then she sent me to Great Clubs. And I was like, oh, okay. So she paid $7 for a Super Bowl Sunday haircut 
because it was February 7th, so it was like a $7 Super Bowl Sunday special, and it was absolute trash. So, um, I'm not saying that anybody at Great Clips is bad. I'm saying that uh, I am not clear on trying to explain what I wanted, and my hair type was not one that people... I don't think that that person was particularly used to working on. My hair is very thick, very coarse, very curly, very all kinds of dry, damaged. It's just like all kinds of different things. And living in the Midwest for so long, it's, you know, conditioned to this kind of weather. And then moving out to Arizona where there's no humidity, my hair didn't know what to do. It curled up very nicely, but also was like super weird. So it made it hard for them to cut, especially since at the time I was wearing a straight a lot. So either way, the point is... Um, that's why I do my hair myself because I don't have the patience to, okay, I want this haircut or I want this hair color. Call, make an appointment. Okay, you got to have a consultation first. You have to, you know, pay for your appointment first and then we can't get in for like two weeks. Yeah, no, by then I've already changed my mind and wanted something else. So I'm just going to go ahead and cut my hair myself. I'm going to go ahead and put my color in. I'm going to go ahead and add my, um, highlights or whatever fun colors I feel like doing I'm gonna do it all myself and I will save the money that I would pay a salon and just ruin myself my hair myself for much cheaper and instantly instead but that just tells you how little patience I have but in real life no patience at all but in my craft lots of patience I don't know where they came from but one day they're just like bam here's your patience you can have it I think I manifested that shit honestly because I wanted it I wanted patience really bad while I was working on witchcraft stuff that I actually was bitching about it and man, I'm trying to manifest it. So I think because I wasn't clear, I only got patience in my craft and not in everyday life. Huh. I never thought of that until just now. Crazy how that works. All right, let's get my hat all the way and then we will come back and talk about some more shit that I wanted to tell y'all. Let's talk about fucking energy for a second. We let so many outside influences and factors impact our energy on a day-to-day basis that we don't even think about it anymore. I have gotten really bad. Well, I had gotten. I've really gotten better with it, but gotten so bad about letting things just ruin my entire fucking day. Things that I absolutely cannot control. Things that have nothing to do with me, per se, just absolutely change my energy altogether. And I have a very bad habit of letting other people's energy influence mine. Matching energy, that's what they call it. And I have been working very hard to stop that. Stop matching energies in a bad way. Stop letting the bad energy from others or other things happening or anything going on influence me or turn me into a version of me that I don't want. I've spent too much time letting the energy around just kind of take over. And living in a haunted house is not that easy to um, avoid, honestly. 
because it just kind of happens over and over whether you want it to or not. Like the energies around here, the spirits around here just change the entire energy of the whole place. The fact that I go to work and it is also haunted, has spirits. Their energies are also very powerful and it sucks because I can't control them and it ends up letting or I end up letting them control me. I've had to find different ways to protect my energy and to be able to revert my energy back. And I've gotten little tricks that work for me. Everybody's going to be different. Number one is definitely protection. Obviously, we just did a big episode on protection not very long ago. I'm telling you guys, get yourself, make, the beads are so cheap. You can get them so cheap online. If you don't feel like making your own, you could definitely buy one. There's nothing wrong with that. Get yourself some different crystal beads, um, different bracelets for different things. Keep them with you. Keep them in different places. If you work in an office, keep some different ones in your office. If you work in a factory and you have like a little area that's safe or a locker or whatever, keep them there. Take them in your bag with you. Ones that you know that are going to affect or that are going to be useful for you during different ways. You know what kind of stuff to expect when you, for the most part... Like, I know when I go to work that I'm going to be dealing with specific people for that day as far as my employees. So, I know that their energies are a certain way for the most part. So, I can be prepared to have different crystals with me that will protect me from their energy sucking it, sucking mine out or their over-hyper energy bombarding mine and making me feel like an emotional tornado. Everybody's affected by different energies in different ways. It's just who we are as people. But you can be prepared for that. Especially, like I said, guys, with the seasonal sadness shit coming up. Winter is horrible. And and some people love winter. Maybe you are a winter lover. And I think you're crazy. But that's cool. I'm glad that you're happy about it. I really am. I don't like winter. I'd rather be burning up than freezing cold. But. <laughs> um, no, we, we know what types of things and for the most part you know in general what to expect when we go places that we're familiar with so you know when you go to work that you may be around a co-worker who's always in a pissed off mood or is always you know what was me uh, you know poor pitiful me or who's always sad or heartbroken or the person who's always super fucking high energy and it's just like becomes annoying to you in a way you know the generalness of people's habits or the building or the general energy of wherever you're going so you can take different crystals with you for specific reasons and change them out as you need it's not always easy it's not always ideal but it is one way to kind of protect your energy and if you're like work somewhere like I do with you know um, with the public and you never really know what the public's gonna have for you that day or how they're gonna be or what kind of mood they're gonna be in you can definitely um, take whatever crystal you feel is like a universal protection for you. For me, that's Tiger's Eye and So Delight. Those are the two that I know will protect me from pretty much anything in general. Like I said, I do have other ones. We talked about that, this and that episode of protection. There's different ones that I take for different reasons when I'm around different people or different situations but for the most part Tiger's Eye and Soda Light will always have my back and help me out 
but working on yourself and not letting other people's energy bring you down or affect your craft and that's a big part of it we get so wrapped up in what we're doing we get so excited and we're on that adrenaline rush of you know doing things or just that peacefulness it doesn't it, it, it it's different for everybody everybody feels different things when I am in my zone and you know doing a spell or whatever I have that very calming peaceful just very tranquil nirvana feel but at the end when I'm done of doing a spell or um, you know any kind of ritual whatever I get this adrenaline rush of just endorphins that just hit me like crazy of happiness of doing what I did you know or whatever I'm doing in that excitement and everything for some reason but I've also noticed that there are times that I could get like a message from work while I'm doing something and unfortunately I can't ignore those messages because being the boss I have to take them or I'll you know happen to hear like a news report in the back or whatever and it will literally change my whole fucking energy it will throw me off balance and then I'm not 100% myself to continue with what I'm doing nine times out of ten I have to completely stop cleanse myself recent or reground and go back to it and I found that with different crystals and retraining my brain to learn that that's not mine that's not my emotion to carry that's not my problem at the moment um, I, I don't want to say that's not my problem because there's a lot of things that are a problem even though technically you know it may not be but it, it is relatively but at the moment there, there's literally nothing you can do at that exact moment and my therapist actually my former therapist before he uh, moved away taught me something that I've shared on here a couple times and I've been working with my mom to help her with super anxiety when something happens instead of going into full panic mode just worrying to the point where you can't sleep can't eat you're just so stressed and worried about it you have to ask yourself is there anything you could do in this moment to change it if the answer is no tell yourself there's literally nothing I could do right now to change it so I'm not going to let it ruin my sleep, my day, my party, my whatever. If there is something that you could do in that exact moment to change it, then make the plan to do so. Take the step to do it and then you'll feel better because you have approached it and you've done it. I know it doesn't really make sense me just saying those words, but if you put it into use and just kind of look at it in that way or... Um, just try it I'm telling you it's going to make a difference it doesn't necessarily work the very first time and right away but the more you do it the repetition for some reason just kind of kicks in with your body and your soul and it kind of goes together and you just kind of become second nature of there's nothing I can do about it in this moment all right I will you know I will just be happier I will just do continue on or whatever and it's like the whole um, situation going on with the world. And uh, I'm not going to get political, but, you know, there's wars happening. And we might be definitely looking at World War Three. And I get worried about that. I will get worried about nuclear bombs and everything. And, um, you know, kind of just takes me back to all the stuff I learned in history class about the Cold War and all of that. And 
I have to be thankful that I've trained my brain to, okay, there's nothing I can do right now that's going to stop them from starting a war. There's nothing I can personally do to stop a war from happening. All I can do is prepare. And you just kind of take it a different way. I, I know some of this is probably not making a lot of sense to some of you, or you're probably thinking, okay, this is just lame, cheesy therapist shit, but I'm telling you, when you do it a few times, it becomes habit. It only takes doing something 17 times for it to become a habit. I think that was the right number. So it was 17 or 23. Either way, the point is, it's become second nature for me now. I don't even think about it. Something happens, and I, like this, you know, like with war, or you get news or whatever, and my brain instantly, can you do anything about it right now? No. Okay. Then we don't need to feel those emotions right now. And it does work, I promise you. I know you're thinking I'm fucking crazy, but I'm telling you, when you do it over and over, your brain just instantly goes to that. I've done these things to protect my own energy because I've been just drained so much by so many people and so many things and events and, and life in general that I've had to find a way to protect myself and my energy so that my energy doesn't affect my craft in a negative way, so that my energy doesn't affect my family in a negative way, so my energy doesn't affect my employees in a negative way. Your energy is very important, and again, I just cannot stress how very, very critical it is that you protect your energy all the time. It's kind of just one thing I just want to throw out there with energy. I know, like I said, we just did an episode on protection, but when things are getting worse, I just want to remind everybody how important it is to protect your energy, to let other energies bring yours into a whole emotional tornado or throw you completely off and just take care of yourself because self-care is so fucking important and it starts with protection it really does that is the uh one of the main keys to protecting yourself is protecting your energy so and self-care i mean one of the main things self-care is protecting yourself and protecting your energy fuck i can't even speak it you guys hear my voice is going out like it didn't sound like this in the beginning of the show, did it? <laughs> I think we get in the sick again. Yay! I love that. Damn it. All right. Next is universal influence. And I know you're probably like, what the fuck do you mean? Influencers like TikTok and Insta? No. Sometimes the universe influences us to do things that we normally maybe wouldn't do think of doing per, per se. So this kind of goes back and ties into intentions and manifesting and, and all of that. The universe has a way of, of just kind of getting her way one way or the other. Um, she will do what she wants and we are just pawns in her game, honestly. I have a true theory that the more you treat the universe and mother earth in a good way the more she's going to get back to you and take care of you um as you guys know travis is a huge fan of space and, and learning about everything like that and he's just obsessed with all of the aspects of space and learning about black holes and just literally everything to do with the universe and I used to ignore him all the time I didn't want to hear about it I wouldn't talk about it it just was boring to me not necessarily the universe or space because I love you know the universe I, I'm just totally fucking amazed and mind blown by it all 
he would get into specifics about like how black holes work and this different you know stars out here and blah 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 and I just was like yeah okay I didn't listen a lot and I noticed that I would always have some dumb shit going on like um you know just bad things I don't know how to explain it but I noticed once I started actually paying attention to what he was saying and having a little more respect for the universe and understanding how fucking powerful it is and how vast it is fucking ginormous like we don't even know how big it is because we just can't see it but I've noticed that things are different now that I have more respect for the universe and earth and more appreciative of the things we have because of it and without getting into a whole scientific spectrum of everything and this is a small segment of it all but there's so many things that have to be right for the earth to even be habitable like we just happen to be on this specific area you know like in this specific orbit and blah 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 and like everything just has to be perfect for the location of earth and the universe to have sustainable life and to me that is just crazy that we are lucky enough to be on this you know in that spot and you think out of everywhere in the in the universe out of everything out there we are here and we get to be higher up in the chain we're not you know a tiny little ant or you know a, a bee or wasp or a mouse or a cat or a dog or a hyena or a gorilla or a giraffe or anything. We are top of the food chain. We are the most superior of all because we're the human race. And I just think about how lucky we are because what if, you know, what if we were reincarnated to be one of these other animals or insects or something and we don't realize how lucky we were to be humans. I mean, I know normally when you get, if you were, if reincarnation were to exist, that you're not going to, like, remember everything per se, which some people do. Um, but think about how crazy it would be to be an ant or a cat or a gorilla or a giraffe or a fucking shark or something. I mean, we're lucky enough to be at the top up there, but also we feel so big in our, in our, earth of all the people you know all the insects and animals and everything but we are fucking still minute we're minuscule compared to the other things out there in the universe and I just think that spending a little more time understanding the universe will help you understand the influence that the inner universe has on your life on the things you do the things that happen to you the way you look at things the way you interact with others the way everything in life just kind of falls together and you will just start to kind of have a lot more respect for the way things happen why things happen and maybe understand a little bit more now it might be a little bit confusing and this is you know if, if you don't get it it's completely fine it's not something you have to go do some research on but the universe is a mighty powerful being and just show her some respect and understand that when things aren't going your way and things happen that you just don't get what you're wanting or something happens that's the universe stepping in saying hey it's not time yet let's hold off let's wait a minute 
And let's come back to this. It's not time. She's got bigger plans for us. So I guess all I'm really saying with that is um, just consider how when things aren't going right or things aren't working out the way you wanted and you've done everything, you were clear with your intentions, you made sure that you weren't harming anyone, you were, you know, manifesting everything, you did the spell correct, the ritual, whatever it was, and you still had, you know, expectations that were realistic, you weren't expecting instant gratification, you weren't um, being unrealistic, and it still just didn't happen, consider maybe the universe is telling you it's not time. She's very powerful, she has ways of communicating with us, with us that we still don't understand, and maybe it's just her way of saying, hang on a second, let, let's wait a minute and see, uh, let, let's just wait a minute and see what happens, and, and then we'll revisit this, so, um, <coughs> sorry, my voice is going really weird, just consider that maybe it's not you, it is the universe, and it really is just a time to take a moment reflect on what's happening, reflect on what may have changed or whatever. You know, it's kind of crazy because they say that we change as people every 10 years, that we, you know, we evolve and we become a different person, you know, every 10 years. And it's not like instantly we wake up and we're a different person. It's just, if you look back, you were someone different than you were about 10 years ago. In general, not everybody, but for the most part. It's from growth, it's from experience, it's from, you know, different things happening that have influenced our life, that made us, you know, change paths or go different ways. So it's safe to say that our craft is also going to change, and our path of our craft will also change over those 10 years. And we will look back and think, wow, I've grown so much, or I've really changed, or I took a hard right turn, or a hard left turn, or or whatever, and sometimes we backslide, sometimes we go backwards, but the point is that we change, and sometimes we need to consider that as maybe something that's having an influence on our craft. Maybe we are just not realizing how much we have changed, so when things aren't going the way that we did them 10 years ago, or something's different, maybe that's why. Just just take a moment to sit back and think about what's happening and and have some patience um again patience when it comes to witchcraft i've got it all day long patience when it comes to the rest of life i don't have any fucking patience at all zero like none so it's weird i know one of the last things that i want to uh talk about is actually i'm gonna i'm gonna um add one more thing in here i want to talk about perception real quick this is something that's been kind of weighing on me, and I, I kind of mentioned a little bit before um, with the whole Christianity and how manifesting is very similar to praying, and how we're still just you know deemed as double worshiping fucking people. And you know, the satanic panic was really strong back in the '80s. I was a toddler then; I was born in '81, so I don't really remember a lot of it. I, looking back now, things make sense thinking of, um, things, hearing stories and, you know, different, uh, things that happen, it, 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 I understand now why they did as far as the situation going on, why people were like, thought that certain things were horrible, 
but I just still don't understand the whole satanic panic as why it was such a big deal. And the fact that it's coming back again, it's very bothersome to me. Um, I remember in the late 90s, mid-90s, somewhere in there, I got a Marilyn Manson CD. It was uh, the one that the dope show was on. And I really liked Marilyn Manson's music back then. I you know, It was cool, it was hip, it was dark, it was different, and uh, you know, I was a fan. And I remember my sister freaking out and telling my mom, uh, Mom, Cassie's got a Marilyn Manson CD. And my mom really like, what? And I, keep in mind, I never went to church with my parents. They never went. They were not religious. I mean, they were, they believe in God and all that, but they just were not church people at all. Like, nothing ever, never did they go to church. The only time they ever came to church was when I got baptized. They came for that day, but... I went to church with my best friend and her family because they were very, very devout into um, the church, extremely religious. They were the give everything to God people and uh, greatest people, super wonderful people. They really are. They don't judge me to this day. They don't judge me. They're still wonderful human beings. The point is my mom panicked when she saw that and she wanted to take it away from me, which I thought was weird because I'm literally, I think it was like 16 or 17 18 maybe I don't fucking know anyway she was like really thought it was like horrible I was freaking out I'm thinking what the fuck like it's music what in the hell but now it makes sense because people were still hanging on to that whole satanic panic thing and believing that that was you know devil worshipping music and blah 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 I never once looked at it that way ever I never looked at him as evil or dark I mean dark yes but not like bad it just blows my mind that we are creating these things. We are creating versions of what's good and what's bad based on everyone else's perception. I didn't see it that way. I was an innocent kid. Well, I wasn't innocent by any means. But as far as, like, the satanic part of it all, I was very innocent. I didn't, you know, worship Satan. I didn't believe in any of that shit. I didn't believe, you know, by that point, I'd already started questioning religion in general. But not, you know, believing that, you know, this music is Satan worshiping shit or whatever, which is very confused, but today we're trying to get back into that and try to, they're trying to make everything more about good versus evil. There's only two sides to it. There's only two sides in the views of many of these people in the world and I just am so mind blown because if we had never introduced like my kids we never introduced religion to them we never told them yes or no we never told them our beliefs we never took them to church we never told them the church was bad we never ever told them anything about religion it was just we lived life as if religion did not exist yes God was brought up but not like us teaching them we didn't teach them that we were atheists. We did not teach them to not believe. We didn't tell them anything about any of that. We just lived life as if religion and non-religion were non-existent altogether. Like, that, there had never been any concept of it. For the fact that we wanted them to be able to form their own educated opinions. We wanted them to be able to figure out for themselves what they believe without someone telling them. And both of them grew up to be atheists because they did not believe. They looked at the facts of it side. They have friends who go to church, but they looked at it and don't believe. And that's perfectly fine, obviously, since we are. But I'm amazed at how many people 
young children are very influenced by the things around that they're just beaten to their head and they have no way to know anything else. So when they are faced with another version of reality, they instantly go into defensive and make out that everyone's horrible and we're all, you know, it, it's, it's black and white to them, to people of uh, religion, especially with like little children, like I said, it's, it's what it's instilled in their head since they were little. It's all they've ever known. So people look at witchcraft as Satan worshiping and they believe that we, you know, go to the church of Satan and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, it's very bothersome because I don't believe in God. So I don't believe in Satan. I believe that there are deities out there. I believe that there are many gods and I believe that there are bad spirits and bad deities out there, but I do not believe in the traditional God and devil. I believe that all of the stories that we hear come from some bit of truth, but I don't believe that it was a God who created everything in six days and rested on the seventh. I believe that the universe was created through the Big Bang and that evolution is real and all of that. But I'm never going to, like, force anybody to believe what I believe. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. That's 100% up to you. Like, I will never look at you differently unless you are somebody who's going to start judging and hating and spewing hate and things like that. That's where we have problems. My point is, we are perceived as horrible people by so many people in the world. Mostly religious people. Not all of them, but most religious people have a very big problem with witchcraft. And I like to blame Greg Locke for a lot of that. Uh, unfortunately, he is a jackass and is really pumping up again with his witch hunting and it's crazy. I just, I cannot with that man. But you notice that many atheists don't mock or question or make fun of the craft because they completely are open to an understanding that there are things out there that are different and things that are non-religious wise plausible. I know I know it sounds very confusing. I've just been on this deep um, rabbit hole, I guess, of why people look at us like we're horrible people and I just I'm I'm just really frustrated with it I'm very like I said before I'm very lucky in my uh, small town that people were used to me as a human being and who I am as a person before I started getting completely tatted and coming out as a witch um, I always had some tattoos but lately I'm, I'm almost covered um, my arms are getting really close but I've become more and more open with my craft over the last 10 years people are more um, accepting of me because they knew me as a person first I say this because when I have we we don't we're not like a tourist town we're a small town but we have people that drive through a lot because Indiana is like the drive-through state but we are on a major highway an old highway 41 that runs from I believe Chicago or Michigan one or the other all the way down to Florida so we have a lot of people who pass away because my store is literally located on 41. So people um, 
stop in a lot to grab things on their trips or on their way. So many people from out of state, popping in, plus we have the Badlands Off-Road Park here. People from all over the world come to go to the Off-Road Park and go ride um, ATVs and things like that. Their dirt bikes, all that stuff. So these people, when they come in, not all of them, obviously, but many of them see me, look at me, and I clearly have tattoos on me that show that I follow witchcraft, that I am a witch. I mean, it, I literally have the word witch written on my fucking arm as an ambiogram so you can see it from either way. I do not hide my craft in any way, shape, or form anymore. I've stopped hiding years ago. But I also carry myself in that way. And a lot of people have even told me that they could tell who I was before they even knew or got, you know, close enough to, like, read the tattoos or see them and, and fully get They just got that energy from me that I was a witch and I think putting that off to people who don't know me people instantly judge because they perceive me as oh she's in a witchcraft she's a witch she is a satan worshiper she's a devil worshiper she is blah 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 and it's just like oh my fucking god like I just am so tired of the judgment for bad without knowing anything about me and I know some of you are probably saying because you're a hypocrite because you were just judging religious people no 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 because I said before I don't hate I don't really hate anybody but I mean I very strongly dislike Greg Locke I dislike Christians who are hateful to others and who portray the concept of harming others for being different that is the problem I have with religion. So when I judge people as far as their religion goes, it's people like Greg Locke, people who are vocal, people that I hear things literally come out of their mouth saying these things. Those are the people that I will judge. Because they already judged me before they even knew I existed as far as I'm all right, now, the very last thing I want to talk about was karma. And we did a whole episode on this back in season two. Karma, the rule of three, the threefold law, whatever, you know, three by three, whatever you want to call it. I'm telling you guys right now, I have had many opinions on this. And I just want to share a little story. Not really a story, but a little information. Um, I have been working so hard to fill my karma bank. And... It has been very rewarding in a way. I'm not doing it because I, you know, I'm trying to have good, you know, want something from it. I just want to have a, a decent life that's not bad luck all the time anymore. And since I've really started focusing on going out of my way to fill my karma bank, I have noticed that things have gotten better. Littler things are happening. Um, I might, you know come into something, some good luck, or, uh, it's like the smallest things of, you know, something that could be catastrophically bad happening, working out and fixing itself, or, you know, whatever happening is, you know, changing, and end up being something very good, when it could have been something absolutely fucking horrible, those are big events, small things like, you know, somebody called in, and somebody instantly volunteers to work for them, and I don't have to ruin my plans, that is a small thing, but I truly believe it's because I've been filling my karma tank. Bank. Tank. Honestly, interchangeable. I think I say them both. Either way, it doesn't matter. 
to little things like, uh, you know, buy a lottery ticket and win in $10 on three consecutive tickets. You know what I mean? It's the little things around. There's so many things I just wish I could. Oh, God, I wish I could just give you guys a visual or let you inside my head for a minute so you can just understand. I don't know that I strongly feel that the three by three or the rule of three is like an exact science of it. Sorry, I'm just so dry. My throat's going. I do feel that, you know, as Earl Hickey said, do good things, good things happen, do bad things, bad things happen. I also feel like if I had the opportunity to do something good and I did something bad instead or ignored it or did the opposite, that's when the three fold rule or the rule of three or whatever everybody chooses to call it comes back at me. I have learned me personally, this is how it affects me. I don't know about you guys, but if I say that I, um, found somebody's debit card and they were going out and I, you know, chase them down to hand them their card. Then something good would happen or, you know, it's added to my karma bank. But if I were just like, I'll just turn their card in in here. So running out of my way to go and catch them and stop them and give it to them or to, you know, call them or find out who they are, call them or whatever. If I were to ignore it and just, you know, turn in and put in the safe and hope to God they come back, something bad's going to happen to me. Something bad, not necessarily horrible, like I'm going to die or be in a car accident, but something minorly inconvenient will happen. But if I hand it to them, good things are going to happen. Like the other day, for instance, we were at, uh, oh, I don't even remember where, I think it was at the store. A lady didn't have her wallet, she, or didn't have enough, her car got declined or whatever, and it was like $3.00. So I'm like, here, I'll just pay for the $3. Don't worry about it. I don't want you to have to, you know, put it back. You're fine. You know, I don't want somebody to have to choose between what it was for like three bucks, whatever. I've done it many times. I've done it for extremely high amounts and usually got the money back. But sometimes you don't get a thank. Sometimes you get a, you know, a look and it, it is what it is. But this day I felt really bad and I, it, without even thinking, I instantly just put my card up there, you know, pay for the $3 difference and, you know, told her to have a great day. Very next morning, I am at work, and I used the ATM in the gas station that morning at like 5.30 in the morning, and it's uh, about 10 o'clock. I'm putting Christmas decorations away, and a customer comes up, and he says, hey, did you uh, forget something this morning? And I'm like, oh my God, did like was I supposed to order something for him? And I'm trying to think, you know, was there something for this customer I was supposed to have or do or whatever? And he holds out my debit card. I had left my debit card in the ATM that morning at about 5.30 that morning. He was just in the gas station a few minutes before that and literally came straight to my store, which is approximately a, I don't know, a 45-second drive. I mean, it's not long at all. Maybe a minute drive. He found it in the ATM machine and brought it to me at work. And here's where I'm telling you guys, there's no way that my debit card could have sat there for five hours, four and a half hours, whatever it was, and had a nice person who did not know my name, just happened to see the card, look my name up on Facebook, see my face, and realize he knew I worked at Dollar General, to get in his car and bring it all the way to me. Literally, like, I was so happy in that moment, and I'm telling you, it's because I had given the 
customer the night before or day before I had paid the three dollar difference because otherwise had I not done that had I just said oh I'm sorry maybe I'll take something off had I not done that that card would have never been brought back to me because I didn't even know it was missing I had no clue that I did not get it. I had no idea I left it in the ATM had I not done that for that person my card would have been taken by somebody else and probably attempted to use or successfully used somewhere this is what I'm talking about with karma and rule of three, whatever you want to call it. If you have the opportunity to be a good person, be a good person. Never, ever just do nothing. Because doing nothing is just as bad as doing something bad. I'm not saying go, you know, obviously always stop and do, you know, do every little thing. I'm not saying, you know, if you see somebody chasing their dog on the side of the road, like in their, in their driveway or, you know, in their yard or something, stop in and get down and help them chase the dog because it's right there. They're obviously going to get the dog or, um, you know, whatever. But if you see a shopping cart rolling away or parked in a parking spot, take it back to cart crop. If you see, um, something fall over, for instance, like, um, trash or something, pick it up not like stop the side or stop your car to stop on the side of the road and pick up like a a can or something in your daily life as you're going little things that you could either do that would eventually make a difference and make an impact or just not do and still just be as if nothing ever happened I know that probably didn't make sense my brain for some reason is having a lot of trouble getting the word out or the phrase out I'm trying to say I should take my ADD medicine today but the point is if you have the opportunity to do something good do it don't ever just ignore it or assume that somebody else is going to do it because that's not always the case sometimes nobody does anything if everybody thinks that somebody else is going to do something to help people then how do we know it's getting done? Or how do we know that, that something is going to be taken care of? We just leave it for everybody else. I am a huge, huge believer that karma has been uh, helping out a lot and taking care of things. And I believe she has really um, got my back because I go through life depending or filling my karma bank and it's just going to become second nature now to make sure that I am filling that bank up and I am uh, preparing for something. I don't know what I'm preparing for, but I know that I'm preparing for something by helping others. I can feel it. So, all right, guys, I know it's not been our normal uh, kind of episode, but these are some things that I've gotten messages about. Uh, these are some of the things that people have been asking me about a lot lately, things that have been weighing on my mind a lot, uh, just a lot of things I wanted to make sure I want to talk about and to clarify, so we will return to regular cool shit next week, um, not this wasn't cool, but, you know, it was more of a passion of me talking about things and kind of jumbled, so next week I will take my meds and record much earlier, because today, well, I'm recording super late, because I, um, for my one day off, I decided to show some appreciation and make some Buckeyes for my family and my work team and Travis work people and I made 14 dozen Buckeyes and I'm just exhausted now so yeah but next week we'll be back in full swing and we'll talk about some cool shit but definitely take some time to reflect on what's going on in your life and what may have changed that took you down the road that you went down that you weren't expecting take some time to fill up your karma bank 
make sure you're protecting your energy. Consider that maybe the universe is telling you to hold off for a minute. That the universe is kind of sending you a sign. Or maybe when you're trying to manifest something, the universe is manifesting something else because she knows you need that instead. And definitely work on your patience and your craft. You can be impatient as fuck in the rest of the world, but in your craft, get some patience going on. And remember to not be judgmental and hateful, fuck I can't speak, to people for no damn good reason, just because they're being who they are. Alright y'all, I appreciate you guys tuning in again, I'm sorry about last week, but yeah, have a great night and I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, bless be. Bye.